Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 539 of the Drunk Test Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Work week done. Everything else all squared into shape. Now I'm on my weekend stuff, so that I'm much looking forward to. You know, got to go on a meeting or something like that Monday with my boss. But at the same point... <laughs> anything else like uh everything else is going pretty good at this moment in time how have you been doing tyler better now better now um no i'm doing okay uh you know he's clanging and banging as always uh you know had to go back to work this past week after being on vacation the week prior so that was a uh, oh yeah a little depressing but uh you know whatever uh back to the swing of things i guess but uh doing okay you know like i said clanging and banging uh just watched the uh wwe elimination chamber uh, yep. It was a really entertaining show. Really great uh, main event. Um, but yeah, you know, other than that, nothing too super crazy. But Gables, I did get something cool in the mail today, or the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. I got my hey. Extra Life Silver Medal. Um, there you go. So for audio listeners, uh, I um, and we do our Extra Life event every uh, every year. Uh, you raise 500 bucks, you get the silver. You raise 1000 you get a gold. So I got my third um, silver medal. Um, I got a gold back there somewhere. It's it's over there. You can't see it in the for you video listeners. You can't see it, to, but uh, it's it's over there. Um, so yeah, now I got a uh, four of these. Yeah, four of these um, all together. Wait, yeah, four all together. Um, uh, could have five, but I was thirty five dollars short one year. God damn it, <laughs> twenty nineteen. Still not over it yet. Um, but yeah, it's cool to have you know another one of these these bad boys. It smells good, um, too. I'm gonna bite it like a Olympic gold medalist. That hurt. <laughs> that was stupid. Uh, <laughs> but um, my teeth. yeah, like ah, I've been a dentist in like 16 years. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a it's been a nice little week. But uh, so we're gonna do something a little different tonight, though. Uh, so yeah, not a lot of news going on. It's been we've been pretty spoiled. Uh, this year so far with like it's been a lot of games coming out uh, a lot of news so it's been pretty like Gables I talked to Gables about this like I don't know six eight weeks ago about doing um, let's predict what we think our top 10 games of the year will be for the year and uh, I talked to you like I said like beginning of the year into last year about doing this I'm like oh I'm sure mid January there's gonna be nothing going on and we could do it then. And it's just like, well, we're just going to punt it. We're just going to keep punting it. We keep punting it. So here we are. Weeks finally come where um, not a lot of stuff going on. A couple of smaller things, but uh, we got some MPDs. We got some Ubisoft stuff going on here. And a lot of other news this week, but um, nothing big. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I figured, uh, yeah, this would be a fun thing. So what we're going to do is we are predicting our top 10 games of 2023. Uh, now some of the parameters we have here, we're not putting them in order. We're not, we don't have, we're not going to do like my number 10 right. and like that, but we will try to predict what we think our game of the year will be. Okay. Uh, and we're sticking to games that are announced and that have at least slated for 2023. Um, right. Some of these games obviously could already be out. Um, and some of these games, like, I mean, there's going to be games later this year that will come out that we didn't even know anything about, um, in, on, as of. Uh, February 18th, 2023. Uh, I'm sure sure we're going to get some announcements soon or at, you know, at PlayStation Showcase or E3 or Summer Game Fest, whatever. Um, But um, some games we might predict on our list might get delayed next year. Um, That's very very true, too. So, um, 
<laughs> yeah, that's why we're just so we're sticking with that. Uh, but yeah, these are just kind of predictions where we are, you know, in mid-February for what we think uh, could be our list. Gables, do you want you want to kick off with your list? Do you want me to kick off with my list? You know what? Let's kick off with your list because I'm kind of interested in hearing okay. what you think is going to be your game of the year stuff. Okay. So, um, for a quick caveat, I did not put Final Fantasy VII Rebirth on my list, uh, even though it is slated for winter 2023. Uh, in Japan, winter 2023 goes all the way until uh, till March. They go by the calendar. Mm-hmm. Like the winter solstice stuff, so uh, I didn't count that. Um, so, um, but I will admit, if that does come out this year, that's probably gonna be my game of the year. If they don't fuck it up, please don't fuck it up. Um, but here, here's what I have in no specific order. Uh, my well, my, I think my top 10 will be this year. Um, Dead Space, obviously, already played mm-hmm. that one, love that game already on my top 10 list. You know, I've only played like two games this year, three games this year. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I'm being this one. I'm being trying to be a little hopeful for. Um, you know, I did not. You know, Fallen Order made barely made my top ten list 2019. Uh, I'm hopeful from what we've seen so far. That game is looking better, uh, and I think the game could be really cool. And I've been really low on Star Wars for a very long time. And it'd be nice to be uh, excited about something Star Wars again. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is also on my list. Um, Will that rank higher than 7th, where its predecessor did? Who knows? Um, Spider-Man 2, also on that list. Uh, I love Spider-Man 2018. Love Miles Morales, Morales even more. Uh, and if, yeah, we can get, if they can just, the two of them together, teaming up, facing Venom, mm. uh, that sounds amazing to me. And if they can just build upon that, uh, pretty feels like they got a pretty good system here, and I think it's pretty hard to fuck up, so... Uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that one. Replaced. I'm hopeful. I'm just hopeful this game comes this year. That game looks <laughs> fucking amazing. Uh, obviously, they were supposed to come out last year, and then uh, they're a company based out of Ukraine. That's that. Um, so it's a 2D game, uh, shooter, uh, action adventure, cyberpunk style shooter game. Um, but uh, that game looks incredible. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch some trailers for it. Cause that game looks like it'll be amazing. It's slated to come out the first half of this year. Uh, it's coming to Game Pass. Um, but yeah, I'm just, that one's, uh, oh man, just please give it to me. Um, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, probably my game of the year right now. Um, going, you know, but this is a game, this is what I mean. Like we're talking about, like there's a lot of games that could end up on our top, our actual top 10 list that we didn't know existed. Like Hi-Fi Rush, we didn't know existed until it was out and then we all played it and then we all loved it. So, um, yeah, that, that game was fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, and like, you know, just like Dead Space. Find it hard to believe that game won't be in my top five. Um, next up, Final Fantasy 16. This is a weird one for me because uh, I'm not typically a Final Fantasy fan, even though I love Final Fantasy 7 and Strangers of Paradise. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I didn't. I, 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 don't know, I talked about. I've talked about several times. I, I beat the original Final Fantasy games, the first two, uh, on when they came to Game Boy Advance way back when. Uh, but I, I, I tried playing Final Fantasy 3 on DS. I've tried playing some other ones, you know. But like, typically not for me. Uh, but uh, even like I, I replayed OG Final Fantasy VII last year, and like I liked it a lot just because I like I love remakes so much. But like I could definitely that I don't think that'd be a game I would have gone back to otherwise. Um, so this this is like just me like maybe there's like some of that like uh, wish casting going on here. But uh, everything I've seen for that game, the game looks like it could be really cool. Um, Atomic Heart, that's actually a game's coming out next week. I'm excited to play. Uh, I love the vibe that game's giving off. I, I always kind of like the. Uh, like the the vibe of like a Ukrainian or like uh, like that Russia like style of a game shows off like I love it when games kind of use that 
um, like, um, kind of like a uh, fucking Metro or the stuff we've seen from Stalker Two. I kind of like that style right. that we see from those games. Uh, I like, I'm just really, I'm, I'm, or even like uh, Wolfenstein with like the alternate history stuff. I love that kind of like that style that they kind of show off and uh, everything we've seen. Like Atomic Heart just looks like um, kind of gives me those vibes of those games, but like also Bioshock gameplay. So I don't know. Fucking sounds like in theory sounds amazing. Uh, let's hope it is. <laughs> uh, another game here, uh, AEW Fight Forever. Uh, this is a game I'm hope 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 hoping. Uh, it's been coming soon for like I swear 22 years now. Um, but uh, I, everything we see for that game looks like it could be a lot of fun. Uh, we don't have we, we don't have a date. Uh, it's some rumors about May. Uh, but there's been rumors that's coming out this month, this month, this month, forever. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm man. If they can just nail that in 64. WWF No Mercy style. It's hard to believe this game isn't in my top ten list. Not, this isn't a game I'm gonna be playing for several hours. Gables and I fucking uh, playing each other. Like it just, <laughs> I, I feel like this is like, this is like a shoe in. Um, if they can just nail that style, have and but also have plenty of like uh, stuff to keep us going. Good creating system. Good good match yeah. call. Good different uh, types of matches. And then you know maybe like a, a good a good single player mode as well on top of all that could be could really um, do a lot. But overall, I think my game of the year will be uh, it was my game of the year once before a long time ago, almost 20 years ago. Coming out next month, Resident Evil 4. Um, that's uh, as of right now. That's what I'm thinking. My game of the year. Uh, no shock there. I think everything we've seen in that game uh, looks fantastic. Everything I'm hearing about the game looks incredible. Sounds incredible. Um, it's, it's very rare for me to go on like a full, like blackout on a game where it's like, I don't want to know anymore about what's going on with that game. Like they just right. like the big, like they were the cover, cover thing for, uh, uh, game informer. They did like a bunch of interviews, a bunch of gameplay came out for that, for all that. Like there's like 15 minutes of gameplay. I know you watch it Gables. Yes. I did. It's like, I don't want to know anything else about it. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know about the fucking QTE stuff. I don't want to know about the, the knife fight. I don't want to know anything else. I, don't, I just want to experience that game so fucking badly. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, <laughs> that will be my uh, game of the year for 2023 as of now, and uh, as of February 18th. That's what I think my game of the year will be Resident Evil 4. Gibbles, hit me with your list, buddy. All right, here's the thing about my list. There are a couple different games I would actually think that could be contenders for actual game of the year for me, but on my list, uh, what I think is going to be on my list entirely so far, it's like Dead Space Remastered. Obviously, that game is freaking fantastic. Definitely want to play more and finish up that one. Fire Emblem Engage, it's the same thing and stuff where I love that style of like uh, strategy RPGs and stuff. I really liked how the gameplay loop is going so far inside of that. I highly expect that possibly to enter my top 10. As in regards to any games that's going to be currently releasing this year, I mean, obviously Street Fighter 6, that's a huge oh, yeah. one for me because this is the first one since Street Fighter 4 where I really feel like I'm going to be invested inside of it come launch day. After Street Fighter V and its botched launch, and they didn't really, where it's Capcom really didn't fix that either until like about two to four years later. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is looking like, Street Fighter Six is looking like one of the best fighting games in quite a long while. From the initial looks, from how Capcom's been presenting it, how it's been going through and introduced in terms of its beta testing mode and stuff that it had like a couple months back. A lot of positivity coming out of the fight, the new fighters being introduced. A lot of positivity, of like a lot of the new courses and new designs and stuff. So I am obviously looking very much forward to Street Fighter Six. 
Final Fantasy 16. That's another game that oh. I feel like could be on my game of the year list because, one, I do love my fair share of good Final Fantasy games here. That's the thing about me. It's like, you you played through 1 and 2 back in the day. Me, I played through 4, 5, and 6, which are the equivalent of the Super Nintendo, Super Famicom style of RPGs yeah. that were back in the mid-90s. For me, it's like it's kind of like a callback to something like right before the original kind of Final Fantasy games, because this is more or less, it seemed like to me like the more of a game, a more Final Fantasy game, like in terms of the origin story of a lot of those different summons that are inside the main series, you know, like you have like Odin or Ifrit or like Shiva and like all these other characters that are introduced. But I do like the whole dark grittiness of Final Fantasy 16. The whole look of that looks fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to experiencing the gameplay loop of it because I'm kind of curious to see how the battles are going to be. How are they going to sustain me for like long durations of time? Yeah. Whether or not the story is going to be engaging enough to keep me wanting to be involved in it hour after hour. Let's see. I'm trying to think of something else right over here because I've already went through like what? Four? Yeah, you're four in. Series. So I'm like about four in. But honestly, if I really had to make... If I really had to, if I really have to make a good, honest to God guess and stuff, Sea of Stars could potentially be on my Game of the Year's list because it has a lot of the things that I love about old school RPGs, where it's like turn based. You have this excellent artwork, excellent music. You have a composer that did the same thing for Chrono Trigger back on Super Nintendo, which I'm highly excited to listen to a lot of the different tracks from that. But it actually has that overall feel of like a well made well-tuned jrpg from back then having high hopes for that being on my game of the year list i mean octopath traveler 2 that's that could potentially be on my game of the year list as well that's been getting its reviews going on over the past week fairly good fairly decent and stuff like it's like that an 86 i think or 85 somewhere in there yeah yeah exactly and it's more of the same thing when essentially like the original was which that's kind of like what I wanted to do, you know? Didn't have a chance really to experience the original one, but I really want to play the second one. Obviously, Spider-Man 2 is definitely something that I want to play because I absolutely loved the original, like, Spider-Man game on PS4 back in, like, 2020, playing through the entirety of that game and its DLC combat and stuff, getting the Platinum Trophy for that thing because it was excellent. Loved how that game how that game's pacing was, loved how the mission, the stories and stuff, and even the side missions were worthwhile, a lot of that stuff. So I'm definitely looking forward to more of Spider-Man later on this year. But uh, there's actually, a, there's actually like maybe like a remake that could potentially make it on there. And like, <laughs> it may not be the one that you would think, right? Because the automatic thing that you would think is maybe like a Metroid Prime or something like that, right? But, uh, I'm talking about more like, I'm talking more like uh, like a dragon Ishim. Oh, and that's okay. that's something that has been kind of festering in the back of my mind because I had a chance to watch a bit of the gameplay videos of that thing going on and stuff. It's a remake from a game that was on the PS3 back around like, oh god, before the Yakuza games made it big over here in the West. Yeah, that never came out in, from uh, Japan up until this year. The thing about it is, like, the combat looks cool. It looks, like, really heavily over the top and stuff like that. It's basically Yakuza inside of a Edo Japan sort of setting and stuff, which that kind of pacing sounds pretty cool. 
because you have a lot of the you kind of have a lot of the same kind of quirks and stuff with the mini games and a lot of the same type of interesting things in terms of the combat and stuff but it looks a lot more faster quick paced kind of interested in trying out the demo that they got currently i have a download on my ps5 I haven't had a chance to experience the combat one but i'm definitely having a lot of uh interesting thoughts like about that okay what does that lead up here it was like what, what six seven or something like uh that? you're at one two three four five six seven you're at eight okay so i'm on eight right now correct well you've you said eight so okay, you're on nine eight. so i'm gonna be on nine honestly nine is probably gonna be probably the resident evil 4 remake honestly that's the other remake that's been festering in my head as well and the thing about it is, it's been one of those unsung secrets with me that I played Resident Evil 4 back then. I played plenty of it, but at the same point and stuff, when I see this remaster, it makes it makes me want to play through. It makes me feel like it wants... It's engaging enough to where I feel like I want to experience the whole of this game. It feels like this game was meant to be portrayed like it is right now coming out for the PS5 and all the other systems. Like... Uh, the combat stuff's not going to keep me back from wanting to play it. But a lot of the pacing stuff's not going to keep me back from wanting to play it and stuff. This definitely has a big potential to be on my game of the year list. But I feel like my overall game of the year, it's not going to be a surprise to you, Tyler, and probably some of the other listeners here. It's going to be Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? That could also be an honorable mention, <laughs> Advance Wars. <laughs> but, uh, no Forspoken I see on your list here. Oh. Oh no, maybe it was on like a, a fire burn sale. But anyway, in regards to Tears of the Kingdom, yeah, I mean, come on, it it's a sequel to the game that I rated number two, the game of the year, <laughs> on my game of the year list when that came out under Mario, yeah. over Super Mario Odyssey and stuff. But at the same time, and it's like there's a lot of mystery and intrigue about that game still that I just that I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it. I know Nintendo's going to go through and have some sort of blowout before that game launches. I mean, it's kind of inevitable in my honest opinion. But uh, I'm still heavily excited to play the game. It's more of what I want. The original Breath of the Wild with a bunch of, like, interesting kind of, like, uh, evolutions based upon certain things that they've improved upon for the last game. I treat this like the Majora's Mask to the Ocarina of Time. So, yeah, with Ocarina of Time being Breath of the Wild and this one being Majora's Mask. That's the thing. This is going to be probably... I kind of feel like this game is going to become my game of the year and subsequently probably remember years from now as, like, that game that tried a couple other crazy-ass type of things and stuff and people were more... feel like this is their favorite Zelda, sort of like a Dark Horse thing for their favorite Zelda stuff, kind of like how similar people portray Majora's Mask, thinking, oh, this game was a better game, but even though people kind of subsequently think Ocarina of Time is better because of the lack of the whole three-day mechanic, but still. Cables, <laughs> well, well, hear me out. Hear me out here. What? What What if instead of the Ocarina of Time to the Majora's Mask, what if instead we're looking at a Wind Waker to Phantom Hourglass situation? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. When you made that comparison, man, my brain almost had an aneurysm. Because, <laughs> yeah, man, High School Gables back then was so excited to play Phantom Hourglass. And Dude. let me tell you, I still have that copy in Spirit Tracks right on my shelf oh, here. So I, I was so and the excited thing about... for that game. I bought the the, the hardback <laughs> edition of the collector's uh, or the uh, 
the uh was it the the, the walkthrough the guide yeah. i bought yeah. the fucking hardback edition of that one i was yep. so pumped it was like 40 dollars. i bought it it was more expensive than the goddamn game but i bought it i was so <laughs> pumped for that fucking thing and i hated it every fiber well, of my uh, being that's the thing man i mean who wants to write on your goddamn touch screen in order to try to go forth and try to map right? things out so you can go and do an adventure game, you know? Remember Metroid but, Prime uh, Hunter? God, that game yeah. was terrible. God, such a bad game. So excited. Oh, man. It came with that demo and everything. It was supposed to be a launch game, then it came with a demo when you bought a DS yeah. at launch. And yeah, that demo was that so time? promising. Yeah, do you remember the time and stuff when Nintendo, and this is going to be for your listeners here that are probably not old enough to remember this, <sighs> when Nintendo released Nintendo DS, it came with a demo for Metroid Prime Hunters, and the funniest part about it is it didn't have a stylus and stuff. You could use technically a stylus, but it had a little thumb nub. That mm-hmm. It was a thumb strap to where you could actually move. I forgot about the, the thumb strap. The touch screen. Oh, my God. That yeah. was their... That was Nintendo's idea of substituting a stylus by having a little thumb nub. So when you went to go and aim with the shooter thing, you had to do it with your right thumb instead of being on the with a dual analog. <laughs> I remember they had like oh, left-hander controller yes. controls too, and it was just like I'm a left-hander, I'm a lefty, and the, it sucked. That whole era sucked. Uh, in God. terms of shooters. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, just like some <laughs> of the motion shit else. they did with the Wii, and then it's like, come on, what are we doing here? Uh, God, oh. So frustrating. Yeah. Fair Mario Glass, though. The stuff I, I, the Nintendo fans had to go through yeah. back around in the Wii and DS era, yeah. and even before then. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was crazy. It was, it was people that defend uh, Spirit Track and uh, Fair Mario Glass. It's like, come on. Yeah, to free... be fair, I haven't played through the entirety of either game, though. But yet, at the same time, Shouldn't I played enough of Phantom Hourglass to where I didn't really feel like I wanted to play it much more after the first couple hours. Yeah, no. Uh, I think I beat the first temple, and I'm like, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and if I keep playing it, I'm not getting my, my touch screen's going to be so scratched up because of my stylus uh, that I won't be able to use this fucking thing. Um, but anyways, that's that was our, oddly enough, our 2023 Game of the Year predictions. Uh, somehow turn into Phantom Hourglass conversation. Um, but uh, yeah, so Gable's got Zelda. I got uh, Resident Evil 4 as our mm-hmm. uh, predicting our game of the year. So, um, But Gables, let's jump into some uh, NPDs here. All righty. All right. Uh, so we're looking at January here. So a couple. So the, they never always end. They never end on like uh, like the 30th, the last day of the month. It's always like usually like the last Friday of the month. So sometimes it will, or like sometimes it's like, you know, it might end earlier in the like so this case in January 28th. Uh, some months mm-hmm. it might go a couple of days into the following month. So sometimes it's kind of weird the way that works out. But uh, so we might see some weird stuff pop up here. Uh, but uh, move, starting here at number 20, jumping all the way from 27, jumping it back in that top 20, NHL 23, uh, number 19, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, we've seen a huge bump uh, for PS5 sales. Uh, last quarter, yes. but especially like in the uh, December month there, well, with the holidays, and it's the thing I've been talking about. Like it's Miles Morales is the Mario Kart of the PS5, not to the level, um, at least yet, um, to to that. But uh, you know, but it's, it's one of the games that you would think yeah. that when you buy a PS5, that's one of the first showcase games that you buy for it. Yeah, that, like 
I think Miles Morales and uh, um, Horizon Forbidden West are probably like the yep. two games. Uh, now, well, now God of War, but uh, well, three with God of War Ragnarok, yeah. yes. But uh, I mean, pretty pretty fucking awesome list if you don't have, if you uh, <laughs> ask me there. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you're just not gonna PS5, who buddy? Um, but uh, coming in here, uh, number eighteen, uh, NBA Two K Twenty Three, Take Two does not give out digital sales, so um, that could be part of the reason why it's dropped down. It was eleventh, it dropped down to eighteenth. Uh, number 12, uh, drop from, or number 17, rather, a drop from 12, uh, Just Dance 2023. Um, you know, I forgot to do a share screen here, so give me a second. Okie dokie. I'll share my screen with you. If, so, Just Dance 2023. Yeah, Just Dance 2023. Uh, sorry, folks. I'm, there we go. Right, okay. Well, why are we being stupid, computer? There we go. We're getting nope. every time I hear the name Just Dance. God, my what? mind goes numb because there's been way too many of them, and yes. then eventually we'll just have Just Dance forty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So number uh, where are we at? Number seventeen here, Just Dance twenty twenty three. Number yeah. sixteen, uh, we have Need for Speed Unbound dropped from number eight uh, okay. in December. Number fifteen, obviously uh, Minecraft. Number fourteen, uh, Mario Kart eight dropping down yep. from nine. A huge jump from number 68 last month to number 13, Monster Hunter Rise. Obviously coming. There it came were to, some big sales. Yep. And then it came to uh, Xbox and PlayStation uh, last month as well. Um, yep. It's on Game Pass as well. So uh, Yes, it is. Fuck, maybe I should play that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's awesome to see that game get a nice little bump. Uh, no, uh, some, some spoilers here. No Persona games, though, in the, in the top 20 uh, with three or four. Right. Um but uh, number twelve, Sonic Frontiers holding holding steady in that top in that top twenty list. Uh, they did say that Sonic Frontiers already has blown past their what they were anticipating. Excuse me, anticipating the Sonic Frontiers was, would do, and they they said they're gonna kind of continue that formula, and they're actually gonna give it a bigger budget uh, next time. So maybe it'll be a, a game well, in there good. somewhere. Considering yeah. this is probably one of their best three D Sonic games they've had in years. I mean, has there ever been a good three D Sonic game though ever? <laughs> no, maybe not, not Sonic to the extent 06. that we wanted. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, definitely better than Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, number eleven, jumping all the way from thirty-six. Last was part one, so uh, obviously that the, the TV show uh, been fantastic, uh, but obviously um, this is exactly what we talked about. What what happened is, um, you know, they are quadruple j- dipping here with the original game then the remaster then the remake mm-hmm. and then the tv show um and then the pc port comes out uh, into next month march 28th so uh oh. well what's 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 five quadruple is four um oct- no octo is eight i don't fucking know it's, it's whatever the fifth one is <laughs> um okay so it's that so you know hey good for them uh it's a, that show has been awesome that's uh, a fantastic game so Cool. Uh, you know, more people are playing it. Uh, drop a pretty substantial drop here, I gotta say here, from number uh, two to ten, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. But I imagine like these are like, imagine all these games we see uh, dropping. Where like some of these games, I know for a fact, like uh, like Sonic Frontiers was like heavily heavily discounted um, uh, last month. You know, for that uh, for, the, for the holiday stretch, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was probably a good game. People were buying a Switch and buying Pokemon with uh now people aren't buying switches anymore people that want pokemon probably have pokemon 
Uh, you know, they say Mario Kart 8 that's bundled in with a Switch that dropped that dropped out of the top 10. So some yep. of these games that you look at, like, okay, it makes sense. They're, like, they're falling a little bit here. Uh, number nine, though. Weird one. Didn't see this coming. It seems to review them pretty well, though. Uh, pretty well for what it is. One Piece Odyssey. Um, I don't know yeah, much about this. Yeah, that's actually surprising. It's yeah. inside of the top ten. Yes. Yeah. So pretty. I mean, pretty awesome. I for a game that is, it's a it's an anime. I know it's one of the more popular ones, but this is a very niche game. Uh, for it's the also game. the longest running anime. Yeah, isn't it like fifteen hundred episodes, something crazy like that? Not fifteen hundred, but it's getting close to there. Okay. Yeah. It's just yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, number eight, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, was number three, so a little bit of a drop there, but like I said, uh, you know, these games are probably a big, uh, get that big holiday push, and then, um, yeah. Uh, next up here, number seven, game that Gables doesn't want to miss is game of the year, but it's actually his game of the year, Forspoken. <laughs> um, makes sense, you know, uh, you know, uh, we actually had four brand new games in, in our, our top 10 here. Uh, this, yeah. is, this is the second one so far announced that we've, we've said, uh, but. Hey, it makes sense. This game had a, you know, it's a Square Enix game. It's got a, you know, it's the Final Fantasy 15 devs. Uh, it's got a good marketing budget behind it. Uh, makes sense in the top 10. I'm curious though where it's going to, if it's going to be in the top 20 next month. I mean, this, this had about a week, I think, on the, on the sales chart here for the MPDs. So I don't know. Maybe this is a game that like people that bought it or like me that already had it pre ordered and played it. Uh, and there's not going to have, there's not going to have that tail afterwards. It's just like, these are the day one buys, and that's it. So, one we shock like Close Protocol, like was like last month was, like like fifteenth or whatever in in December, and it's yeah. nowhere to be found in the top twenty list here. So, it could be one of those things where everybody that played it already was like, pre-ordered it, and you know word of mouth kind of killed any chance of it doing any better. Number six, no shock here, Elden Ring, um, sticking around in that top ten area. Number five, another new game here. Gable's game you already kind of mentioned, Fire yep. Emblem Engage. Um, I mean, top five, hey, like makes sense. Like, uh, Fire Emblem is, I mean, the last they have done a great job in the last decade of making that like a absolutely maybe not top tier, but like it's the tier below, you know, like the Mario's and the Zelda's and the Mario Kart's and stuff. Like, it's it's definitely, I would say, like it. I don't know, like, could, could you, is there a bigger IP that's not? Mario, well, Zelda, Mario Kart, or Smash for Nintendo? It's definitely with, I feel like it's definitely within that top uh, 10 in regards to oh, the franchise. Oh, easily top 10. But I'm, I'm thinking it's maybe top 5. You, you could argue that, yeah, top 5. Well, maybe Splatoon. I mean, Splatoon's bigger. So top well, like, 6, yeah. 6, maybe. If you have Mario, Metroid, Zelda, then you have freaking like Splatoon and like I mean, Pokemon and bigger. stuff like that. Well, I'm not counting Pokemon because that's Game Freak. But uh, I mean, for Nintendo-owned, like wholly owned IPs, like I think it's Smash, Mario Kart, any Mario game, Zelda, Splatoon is fifth, Fire Emblem six. For well, what like, possibly what they put out lately, like I would say Donkey Kong is bigger as an IP, but they haven't put a game out a Donkey Kong game out in nine years. Um, That's fairly true too, but I will say that because of the success that they had back around 2013 with Fire Emblem Awakening. That has what's led to the credence of how popular and also how much interesting the Fire Emblem franchise has gotten over this past 10 years. Had yeah. interesting games, had some great-ass games inside that series as well over the past 10 years. Not just from Awakening, but you also had good ones in regards to Fire Emblem Fates and also Three Houses, which that was one of my Game of the Years back around 2019, I think it was. It was your Game of the Year, 2019. Yeah. And then, like, uh, 
with Engage and stuff like that, it really it really doesn't surprise me that it's selling well so far. But at the same point, you know, it's like, well, it's in the top five. I'm yeah. kind of happy about that sales going. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm curious how it's going to do next month. Because it came out kind of late in the month, too, didn't it? Yes, it did, actually. Yeah, yeah so I wonder if it's going to have a tail there for it. Uh, FIFA 23 being four, Madden NFL 23 being three. Uh, number two, um, Dead Space. Selling extremely yeah. well. Um, I hope this, I mean, I hope Dead Space finally, you know, getting the flowers I think it deserved here. It's like, I mean, the review of the games is always, especially one and two back in the, in, you know, the original games, uh, were always reviewed really, really well. This game reviewing just as well as those ones, if not actually probably higher than the previous games. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm glad that like it, the, the sales numbers are like finally backing it up. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, like January, I mean, January is not the month that used to be in, you know, the, la- the last four or five years. Uh, I would say um, January has actually been a pretty good month for games. I mean, we've got four brand new games in here. And you, I mean, you'd argue that they're all pretty big games. I mean, maybe One Piece to a lower extent. Forspoken, I mean... Uh, for review wise, not the big is definitely not the biggest game, but for a marketing budget and you know the power, the, the juice they have behind it, uh, a big big game. So um, Dead Space being number two, that's awesome. Glad you know seems finally getting its flowers here. Uh, number one, no shock, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2022. So um, overall though, I mean pretty awesome list. Um, yeah, I, I mean like uh, I know there's been some discussion about Hi-Fi Rush not being in here, but uh, that was a Game Pass game. That was also a Shadow Drop game. It came out, I believe, on like the 27th or something like that. It was one of the very last days of the of the month uh, for the MPD. So I'm I'm not shocked. Like you know, it's I. It was actually like selling really well on Steam. I don't think it. Um, I don't think I don't know. Maybe that's part of the reason why it's not in here, and maybe the reason why it's not gonna be on next month either. But I mean, give us what's kind of your thoughts looking at this list here. Honestly, it's a pretty solid list. There's a lot of new releases in the month of January. That's something that's caught me off guard even over the past yeah. couple of years to where we maybe have one or two releases that are majorly inside of January. But coming out swinging, I mean, granted, I'm fairly surprised how high, like, say, Fire Emblem Engage is, like, placed as well as One Piece Odyssey. But, like, uh, Dead Space, Dead Space selling well, I thought that uh is really isn't too much of a surprise but at the same time you know it's like if it dethroned to call of duty for the month of january i think that would be surprising the most yeah but uh yeah only elder rings happy coming out would have done that yeah but uh i think that maybe that's dead space number be number two is probably the best you can hope for Uh, i think what's shocking you look at this like as electronic ea has five games in the top 20 um yeah i think they have more than nintendo actually one two three yeah three yeah they have more i don't think i don't remember the last time this has happened where we've had a a publisher put out more games on the the top 20 list than nintendo in a very long time Um, no not 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 for years dude yeah i'd say at least wouldn't think yeah since like maybe like the late 2017 era i can't i don't think we've ever seen a uh somebody outsell them and and yeah a lot of me obviously a lot of more sports games but you have like Need for Speed and Dead Space being on here, and I've been saying this for a while. Like EA, I you know they've been kind of turning things around here. From well, they've always been one of the probably 
the biggest at worst second biggest you know neck and neck with activision for a third-party publisher yeah but uh it's always been you know it's like they've definitely like the thing that like we talk about like activision has failed to do um as like creating new ips or like taking care of their other ips like um other than call of duty uh you know like ea's done a good job of like taking care of like the madden and the fifas and the nhl like not the greatest job like it's definitely you know fans out there that want them to do better but uh people are still buying them those games are still doing very very well but they've also like that like they've been killing it with like you know like they've definitely changed uh we're like we look at like you know star wars like we're getting you know jedi fallen order now we're looking at uh uh jedi survivor dead space yeah uh it takes two uh wild hearts like they're like really they're attempting to actually put out good single player games once again yeah like uh you know it's it's took a little bit to get there you know but like hey like (laughs) they're slowly but surely becoming one of like my personal favorite i mean obviously i love madden but even we take Madden out of it like they're becoming one of my favorite uh publishers developers whatever you want to say um they're there. getting back to what they used to be back when around like the mid 2010s i would think yeah or no yeah. not mid 2010s mid 2000s like, mid 2000s late yeah like that like they're wearing that we're in that like mirror's edge dead space era we're like man they're putting out some cool shit uh, but yeah. it's awesome that you know, not only are they putting out some cool shit, but those games are selling, and it, they're not only selling, but like critically, like it takes two being the game of the year for, for game awards uh, in 2020. Um, you know, Dead Space being really awesome, uh, Fallen Order being a game of the year uh, nominee and selling extremely well and being critically acclaimed. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they're killing it, and uh, like I said, like you know, like Jace, uh, Sur- Fall. Fall- Jedi Survivor? Jedi Survivor. I hate that fucking name. It's so stupid. Uh, but I'm like, I'm actually really excited for that game. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. Who, who would have thought? Uh, two years ago, I, I'd be saying that about uh, about uh, EA. But hey, man, you gotta you gotta you gotta give them some props uh, when, when you see it. So that's me doing it there. Um, but nice. Gables, let's move on here. Um, so about some uh, so about some E3 news going here. So Ubisoft did announce that they will be attending uh e3 this year um they right. did say that they'll be doing some sort of uh event um they said they have lots to show um but uh no they didn't say if it's gonna be like a ubisoft forward or if it's gonna be like a uh are there are they doing like like a digital one or are they gonna do like are they doing a uh like a in-person event like what are they doing uh but they said they have lots to show and i was like we, I know we've done this in the past, like especially recently, but uh, I went down and I, I was like, I, I looked up kind of like everything that they've announced that's in development so far. Uh-huh. And I went down and I looked in some like some pretty credible sources of like stuff that's been rumored to happen. Um, but uh, so we some of the things, so decent sized list here. So um, Division Heartland, that's a free to play game that that's in development. We have Skull and Bones that was supposed to, you yep. know, it's been delayed, I think, nine times now. And it's supposed to come out early fiscal year uh, next year so that means um probably somewhere between april and june of this year uh assassin's creed mirage no release date that was originally i think supposed to come out like april um Mm. or like early 2023 and we just don't have a date we haven't Uh, heard anything else more about it what's interesting is they're actually selling this game at 50 bucks so um it's it's funny i I still love the fact that they're marketing this game as like uh it's a you know, it's back to the basics of Sass created and it's like it's a it's a smaller game. Um, 
it's it's funny to me. It's like, hey, we realize it, but also like we're gonna keep doing the thing that, you know, uh, some people are, like kind of complained about. But Assassin's Creed's bigger now than it was, you know, back when I loved it. So I get it, I guess. Um, uh, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora that was just come out last like November, um, or like holiday, and they delayed it, and just because they wanted to come out around the movie, they delayed it. We still have not actually officially seen gameplay for it. Um, Assassin's Creed Infinity, codename Rex and codename or codename Red and codename Hex. Uh, we know about they announced uh, all that stuff, but those games have been ruined forever. Hex is like the witchcraft Assassin's Creed game. Codename Red, I believe, is the samurai game. Um, they've also there's a Assassin's Creed VR game in development. Uh, there is Beyond Good and Evil 2, which they've stated is still in development. Uh, Prince of Persia remake, which we know is development hell. They had to totally change and basically restart development like a year or so ago. Uh, Project U, which is a co-op shooter. It's in closed playtesting right now. Um, Splinter Cell Remake, uh, they announced. There's a Star Wars game um, for in, that's in development from the Division Devs Massive uh, Studios. Um, X Defiant, which is that uh, like a Call of Duty-looking free-to-play shooter. And then there's a Immortal Phoenix Rising sequel that Jeff Grubb leaked last year. A room uh, kind of talked about last oh, year. Yeah. I can't remember who... Was it? Is it Greek mythology? Greek mythology was the first one, wasn't it? It was Greek mythology, yes. Okay, cause it's a different mythology, and there's a different name to it. It's a, it's like immortal something. It's like immortal something, though. It was like then they're sticking with the immortal name, but they change like the, after the colon part. Um, but that's pretty much all we know. We we know they've like they've canceled like ten games, and um, like most all of those unannounced. Maybe the immortal game is one of the games that was canceled. Um, there was a couple of VR games we know that got canceled. There's like they have like 12 um, Battle Royale games in development, a bunch of free-to-play games in development that they've canceled. Um, I don't know. I mean, they said they have a lot to show, and I believe they have a lot to show. Um, but I, is this doing anything for you, Gables, this list? I'll be perfectly honest with you, man. I mean... Oh, Far Cry 7 and the Far Cry multiplayer game. Forget about those. Go ahead. <laughs> as far as they having a lot to show, I mean... Granted, I would understand and probably believe they probably do have a lot to show in regards to whether or not a lot of this stuff is going to be far out or if it's going to be releasing this year. I mean, that remains to be seen because out of these supposed rumors about what they could potentially show, you know, I could possibly legitimately see maybe two main game stuff releasing this year other than like, say, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah. But, uh, Oh man, this this is not really going to do much to me for me, Tyler, until I actually see them in action. Yeah, because they can go forth and say, "Oh, okay, we're going to do this Immortal Phoenix Rising sequel and stuff like that." But unless this thing absolutely blows me away inside of a different type of like, uh, oh god, a different type of setting or something like that, other than like the Greek mythology stuff, then oh yeah, eh. yeah, then yeah, I'm probably not going to be too interested in that. I mean, I'm really not too much of a fan of like free to play games. But uh, I am interested in seeing how Assassin's Creed Mirage does, obviously. I'm kind of interested in seeing if they even make mention of Beyond Good and Evil 2, which I do not believe they will for one moment. (laughs) And I'm also kind of interested in seeing how that Prince of Persia remake is faring, or even if they want to suggest anything in regards to that. I feel like like, it's almost like a Metroid Prime 4 situation where it's like, maybe just don't talk about it until you're ready to... like. Hey, it's coming out in three months type of situation. Well, yeah, unless you're going to 
run the risk of uh, being like Beyond Good and Evil 2 to where you show that one reveal trailer and then say hardly anything about it for like five years. Remember Gables, we had that Joseph Gordon-Levitt part where like the next year where he showed up, it's like, hey, we want people to make art for our game. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like that was like the very next year. That was like six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? It's such a crazy-ass thing a long time ago to where that happened. And yet we still haven't heard anything in regards to a lot of these things that were announced. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I just like, you look at, I'm seeing a lot of Seth's Creed here. A lot of, you know, like Tom Clancy stuff. Um, it's the thing we keep talking about. Like, they, I just feel like this studio, this company is just lost. Um, and like they're in this weird place. It's kind of like they're in an Activision place, but like they have more IPs. Obviously, you know, we talk about Activision put all the eggs in the basket for call of duty to keep that going as long as possible. And they're finally getting to the end of the road there, but, um, maybe not to the end in of the ways. road, but like they, uh, they, they've sacrificed everything to keep call of duty going. Um, what were we going to say? Like I was going to say, it's like, I feel like they've lost their way on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's more akin to management as opposed to anything else. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the thing I, we talk about, you know, I mean, end of the 360 PS3 generation, beginning of PS4, Xbox One generation, they were the ones setting the trends. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the way, they have now just been chasing trends. Um, and like they've half, they like, they put a game out this week, Gables. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. It's like Oddballers no. or something. I don't even know what no. it is. Never heard of it. Uh, I didn't even know that the game existed until you said something. I, I'm about sure they it. showed it and we've talked about it at one point, but we just totally they just put it out like like a week or two ago. Uh, they put it yeah. out and I don't know anything about it. I don't know what it's called. Um, that roller derby game they put out last year that I'm totally blanking on. Uh, oh God! Roller, roller champions, like that got more fanfare than that game did. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's baffling. Um, yeah, it's. It sucks because like Ubisoft, like you know, like there was that stretch there where I love like all in on Far Cry games, all in on Assassin's Creed games. And it's like you know, I'm just so burnt out in all of them. Um, I mean, I'm I'm there's a part of me that is like uh, I'm like that sicko meme, uh, you know, um, with look at the Assassin's Creed Mirage thing where I'm just holding that hope like ah yes yes, uh, like I want it to be really good, um, and I want I, I want to be excited for that game. Because uh, I've been talking about this for years now, where it's like I miss the old school Assassin's Creed games, because where you're actually like we're an assassin <laughs> kind of stuff, um, and like I get like I'm, there's a they're much bigger now, they sell way better, uh, they're critically more acclaimed. Like it's it's definitely a selfish thing of me. Right? And there's definitely an audience of it's not just me that's like that, but like there's a right. big, but those games are much more popular now because of they went the Witcher three route than. Uh, with the, the original ones were skull and bone. It's kind of a joke at this point. Uh, it's you just need to put it out. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, and by the way, if you really want to know what Oddballers is, it's a multiplayer dodgeball game. Huh. <laughs> I'm actually a little more intrigued now. Is it like free to play? I'm uh, not Looks too like sure. This. Wait, 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 wait. Go online or local, fast, easy to learn to find, master dodgeball, blah, blah, blah. God. Over the top sports action party game, oddballers challenges players to compete. Blah, blah blah. Oh, I do remember this. I'm looking at screenshots now. I do remember this game. 
this is a Ubisoft game, huh? Yes, apparently so. Okay. Well, that's sad. Okay. Well, let's move on. <laughs> uh, I got nothing else out of that one. But hey, you know what? Like, them being E3, like, hey, it makes sense. Like, they they go to every E3. Um, I guess I would rather have more shows from big publishers than less. Um, right. Even, like, it's just more chances of things to be excited for. More things to be excited for. More chances of, like, something cool to show up. And, hey, like, if they have one or two games that show up and impress... Like that's all they need. They just need a couple games that look really good, that get the get people excited again, to feel good about Ubisoft. Um, and goddamn it, it'd be it, I, I'm rooting for them. I really want them to like turn that shit around. Not for Yves Gamol, fuck that guy. Uh, but for the people that work there, I just feel so sorry for them. Uh, and I, I hope I hope they can um uh, turn that sh- that ship around. Not Skull and Bones. That's not a reference to Skull and Bones. That that ship has sunk a long time ago. Um. I'm gonna delete that odd blurs. Um, I'm gonna delete that from my Google search too. I don't want that to show up again. Um, that really upsets me. Uh, but Gables, let's move on to some other news this week. Um, a pretty good PS Plus uh, game catalog they they announced for February. Uh, for um, from PlayStation here with, with the extra tier and with some uh, we got Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, the yeah. one year anniversary was this week. Now it's played yep. on it's on the uh, extra game catalog. Uh, one of my my favorite games of last year, The Quarry, another one of my favorite games of last year. Super massive people. Um, I'll talk about more about their other game, Double Enemy, later. But uh, that game was awesome, uh, and I highly recommend that if you're a super massive fan. Resident Evil Seven, obviously another fantastic game. Um, I'm sure most people played it by now, but hey, if you haven't, like that game is fucking awesome. Play it. Outriders. That game is incredibly cool. That was a game that like that's the bullstorm people. The people can fly. Made that they yep. made like Gears of War Judgment. Uh, I loved Outriders. The game it's like a, it's a popcorn game. You know, it's like a fun action flick game. Like it's junk food. Um, but I had a lot of fun with that. It's like it has all the vibes of like a game of service thing, but it's not a game of like it's like, there's none of the game of service bullshit in it, which I loved a lot. Because um, like there's a lot of like games of service games I like to play. But it's like, I hate when all the games of service part gets in the way. Uh, and they don't have that. That game is just incredibly fun. A lot of It's like a Gears of War style shooter, but you can play with two other friends and you have you have like powers. And it's fucking pretty cool. Um, just the storyline, the story is awful. Um, I'm actually been like really tempted to like uh, buy the DLC because uh, I really like that game. It's on Game Pass too, but um, mm. I, I love that game. It's one of the reasons I actually... Uh, it was one like the medium and the outriders was like uh, coming to Game Pass is like like a lot of the reasons why like that finally broke me down to buy an Xbox Series S, uh, and I don't regret it. I don't regret that purchase from playing those two games. Um, Scarlet Nexus uh, actually a game that I played a decent amount of, and I actually loved the gameplay of it. Uh, I just hated it because like they kept doing the thing I hate a lot of like Japanese games do, where like uh, they like they kept the story just kept getting away. Walk two feet. Here's a ten minute cutscene. Um, all right, cool. All right, now now you have you can play again. Walk five feet. Here's a here's another five minute cutscene. Uh, the, the gameplay in that game is is amazing. I just wish I could play it more. Like that was my main complaint. Is I put like I think like five or six hours into it, and I think I play actually played for like an hour. Um, Borderlands three. People love Borderlands. Um, Tekken seven. Do people like Tekken seven Gables? Yes, they do like Tekken seven. Cool. I, I honestly I didn't know I did. I I heard some. 
people talk shit about Tekken after the Tekken 8 thing because people are like, hey, finally put another good Tekken game. Um, Ace Combat <laughs> 7, Skies Unknown. People love uh, Ace Combat. Earth Defense Force 5, we can just move on from that one. Uh, Onanaki. Onanaki, yeah. I don't know what that is. Gables, you that's, yeah, that's a, that's an RPG as well, as well as Lost Sphere. Yeah, all three of the games that are going to be listed right here, Onanaki, Lost Sphere, and also I Am Setsuna, Setsuna are yeah. of Square yeah. are from like Square Enix and stuff like that. That's a trilogy of games, essentially, from what I understand. Okay, I remember the people were excited for I Am Setsuna. Um, Forgotten City, a lot of people's game of the year for 2021. Um, huh. Kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, it's, a, it's like a roguelike style. It's like, yeah, you're, you're in a time loop. And like, if anybody lies in the city, um, like the whole, like everybody dies. So you get like, it's a, it's a mystery where you got like, you're like reliving the same day over and over again, this time loop over and over again to solve it and stop the, the person from lying that you know, kills everybody. Uh, but moving on to the, the premium stuff here, the legend of Dragoon, wild arms mm-hmm. Two, harvest moon back to nature, destroy all humans, which is out oddly enough, the PS4, uh, port that was a PS2 game that they put out on the, the PSN store a while back. But, uh, we don't always talk about the big the big drops, but man, like just coming off hot here with uh, like I said, Res- uh, without with uh, Horizon, the Quarry, Resident Evil Seven, Outriders, Scarlet Nexus, Borderlands Three, Tekken Seven, um, Resident Evil Seven, uh, a really 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 good list here. Like um, absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I'm shocked at how soon they're putting uh, Horizon uh, on here. Like if- I'm actually surprised they addressed a lot of different tiers in regards to their services not just the major triple a games and stuff but also in terms of like classic retro stuff as well because a lot of people were looking forward to playing legend of dragoon on the ps5 and man yeah, yeah. that headlines like a, a sony first party game yeah right yeah remember that was like remember when like i worked at the video game store a long time ago we saw ps1 games that was like one of the popular ones legend of Dra- dragoon people would ask for um yeah. i know like Wild arms one and two, three was already on the list was already on the premium tier uh, yep. but now they added two, and I know I, people have heard that two was the best one, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, credible, credible list there. Good, uh, good February for them, and definitely feels like they are uh, taking this pre- this tier a lot more seriously. I guess we're we're coming up to like that one year mark. I th- yes, think the one year mark. Uh, maybe it's June, but we're getting closer. So like, but the re the renew part, we're getting closer to that renew. And it's kind of like we talk about with the Nintendo when like. We get to, we get close to that one year mark. We get to that September October area. It's like well, okay, we got now something big here to kind of you know people want to you know get people re up. So maybe uh like hey maybe we shake this you know seriously for a few months here before it's people that want to pay that hundred dollar hundred twenty dollar fee uh, make them feel good about it. Um, something I meant, meant to talk about last week. Totally forgot to though. High Five Rush. Um, you know obviously made by the Evil Within people. Um, they have a teaser. In their game here, um, for Evil Within three, uh, so it's actually towards the end of the game that you like get a quick shot of like you going up an elevator, and it says like, you know, you're going to floor seven seven six, Kale's office. Uh, today's weather, good enough. I like that. News <laughs> sequel to popular survival horror game franchise announced. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I am a huge, um. Evil Within fan, you know, I love one and two. Uh, and I was kind of, you know, actually, I didn't realize this till recently that Ghostwire Tokyo was originally supposed to be Evil Within three. 
and then it kind of turned into something different, and they just made a different made it Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, but ah. I don't. Know. I mean, I'm hopeful that this is a real thing and not like uh, just a joke uh, or like hey, like just to fuck with people. Like uh, I don't know. I I know like people like mm-hmm. like to you know talk some shit about Evil Within one and two or like it's not like the biggest game. It's not, I don't think it's on the part of like where Resident Evil has gone lately. But like during that era there when we weren't, there was nobody else giving out survival horror games. It was just Evil Within, uh, and those games were actually really, really good. Uh, and they kind of, kind of held the fort for a while there, um, before we finally got a, you know, we kind of got Dead Space and we got all these Resident Evil games. So, please God be real, please God be real, Gables. <laughs> but um, I, I meant uh, we we talked about this last week. Uh, we were talking about like the there's that the. Uh, PlayStation uh, state of play rumors going on, and I was talking about a bunch of games that were, um, you know, like hey, these are the games they've announced, or they've talked about previously at state of plays and showcases that aren't out yet. And one of the games yeah. I mentioned was Go- uh, Goodbye Volcano High. Um, that was a game that was come out in 2021. It was shown off of one of the original PlayStation showcases, but uh, like one of the lead writers was found to be doing a lot of shitty shit, and they like kind of kicked it. They got they fired him, and then they kind of like were rewriting a lot of the story. Um, uh, so actually, I went after the the day the next day, I went up and I, I went on their Twitter account, the people making it. I can't remember the name of the studio, and there's actually they actually had a trailer they put out like just a few weeks ago, uh, showing off the game a little bit of the game. That's that dinosaur people game people don't remember, and uh, the game they said is coming in summer 2023. So, um, okay, yeah, um, a little bit of something there. So next up, Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters, um. These were announced a couple years ago, and they said they were coming to like the the consoles soon afterwards. It's been like a year and a half, yeah. And they've only they're only on Steam. Uh, well, on, during Super Bowl during the Super Bowl, they finally on the screening store, they put the Final Fantasy Seven or the Final Fantasy One through Six Collection Pixel Remasters up on uh on their on their on their website. You can pre-order it now. I think it's like oh wow forty bucks. Um. 75 bucks. I was way off. Holy shit. Uh, but hey, there's six games there. I don't know. But um, yeah, no no date. But hey, the fact that we're um, tentatively May 31st. So that's nothing. But uh, that's something that they're, they're actually have pre-order, pre-orders out now. But uh, I don't know. Uh, you want to pay 75 bucks for those? <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, I I, they, I think they had them. They yeah. were selling them all a cart. I think for fifteen bucks. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to be interesting to think about. Yeah. But hey, not ruling out the possibility. Yeah, and they did also say they're going to fix the font because uh, that's the thing everybody hated in, in the in the Pixel remasters. Yeah, um, the font that looked like the mobile. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 changing that, so it's not going to be like that. Uh, Dead Space, or Jesus, Dead Space, Dead Island Two, uh, which was originally delayed till April twenty eighth. Is now coming out April 21st. Um, they moved it obviously because uh, Star Wars got delayed to April 28th. Um, so hey, they're, they're, they moved bumped it up a week. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's smart to just get away from that. Get, it's better to come out before than after, because uh, you delay it a week, then you're fighting Redfall and Zelda. Um, but hey, you're still fighting uh, Star Wars, and then there's a Horizon DLC coming out uh, that same week as well, and also come out the same day as Advance Wars One and Two. So. Um, not really a lot of, I mean, I don't know. And then if you delay it, 
I was like, I was thinking about like, yeah, well, I was looking. I'm like, man, maybe you can delay it. What if you delay it to like, you know, late May or mid May? I'm like, well, fuck. You're still fighting Zelda. You're still fighting potentially Redfall. But then also you're fighting Suicide Squad. So you're just kind of fucked. And then you go to June and then you're fighting Street Fighter. Uh, and Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, potentially Star, uh, Starfield. Um, yeah, they're just, pretty much screwed no matter what they do. So moving up a week does not set out of the question. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably their best move, I guess. Uh, uh, we talked about uh, earlier, AEW Fight Forever finally got a, it's finally rated. It is rated teen for teen, uh, T for teen. Um, no release date, but hey. I finally got rated that, we, that was something I talked about last week that's a the big holdup for this game has had uh, for a while now about you know coming out because they're trying it was like kept coming back as an M rating and they're trying to like fix shit to get it so it become T for teen finally happened so maybe we get the ball rolling that game finally fucking coming out um Embracer uh, expects five games in five years from Crystal Dynamics triple A games triple A games um yes so uh <laughs> So we know three of them. Um, Fable. I mean, assuming they they mean the games they're like support are primarily working on. Uh, but okay. right now we know they're working on Fable, Perfect Dark, and Tomb Raider. Um, you know, Fable and Perfect Dark have been in development for years now. Um, Fable much longer. Um, but they're a support studio on Fable, I believe. Uh, Perfect Dark, they're the main people on. Um, yeah. Tomb Raider, they just announced last year they're like doing like a soft reboot thing for them. No idea what the other two games are, um, but they they expect all five of these games to be out by 2028. Okay. I don't... Yeah, okay, really, there's not much, too much to say about that, you know? It was like, okay, they're aiming for five games in five years with subsidiary things helping other developers and stuff. And yeah, we know yeah. three of the five, so it's... Who knows what the other two are going to be? Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, Embrace Group has probably invested more money in gaming, buying up every fucking studio uh, for the last, like, five years. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe they don't understand how video games work. Probably. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, 4A uh, Games, who makes the Metro, ga- the Metro games, um, who I, lo- I love the first two games, um, but... Uh, they uh they it sounds like there's gonna be a reveal sometime this year for the next next metro game um possibly coming out this year most likely next year um yeah i mean we haven't had one metro exodus uh came out 2019 so it's been four years now came out like i think it was march or february of 2019 so it's been yeah like four years and you know uh they had they had a lot of issues uh i was actually reading i funnily enough uh before I heard the rumor, I was like, because I, I was watching some Stalker 2 gameplay for that game, because I'm actually kind of, I'm actually looking forward to that game, uh, and I'm like, oh man, I wonder what Metro's up to, because they're both Ukraine, uh, Ukraine based, and I was, I was going, I was going through like their, their tweets and stuff like that, and I was reading that they uh, actually had to like, um, move completely out of Ukraine, like they're, 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 the building they're working out of, uh, like just has, like was like in and out of power and like obviously they're part of like they're in the main the like the 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 country's capital so the one uh, wow. that was getting bombed a lot so they like a lot of their team like they because they're owned by Embracer um, I believe it's Embracer that owns them um, or one of the companies that's owned by Embracer uh, that they told everybody on the team that they can move anywhere that like and continue to work for them. Um, you know, they can move to another place where the, one of their studios is at. They can work from there. Um, so that game, so that studio 4A has been 
having a lot of issues. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully everything's getting back on track. Hopefully everybody's safe. Um, but hey, I think that'd be awesome. I love Metro One and Two. I was not a big fan of Exodus. I like, I still liked it, but nowhere near to that level. But uh, hey, it'd be cool to see something here soon. And Gables, a Pokemon mystery dungeon might be getting revealed soon. Might be coming out even uh, as soon as well. Um, so. I guess on like the name of the company that makes it, um, looking it up here, is it Sunsoft? Chunsoft. Chunsoft, yeah, Spike yeah. Chunsoft. Yeah. Uh, so on the like on the back end, like there's some files that were found on their website, uh, with with, with the uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon in there. I uh, no idea if it's mm. like a remake because I know they didn't they they remade one of the ones that was on like DS or something like that a couple years ago. Yeah, they also had also they also had the uh, latest. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game on the Switch. Yeah. That one was also one of their collaborative works as well. Yeah, and those games have never reviewed particularly well, but I imagine they sell pretty well because nah. they keep making them. Uh, but apparently those could be coming out fairly soon, or we could be hearing about, we know what Pokemon Day is next week, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Like on the 20... Oof. So I want to say 20... Oh gosh, maybe twenty seventh or twenty seventh. Yep, you had it. You had it. So we're so um, not next week, but the week after. Uh, yep. So I assuming I'm assuming we're gonna get something we typically get like a Pokemon uh, event of some sort. It usually um, on Pokemon Day, like last year they announced Scarlet and Violet, so maybe we get something there. Um, but I don't know. I mean, is that is that is that tickling your fancy at all, Gables? For regards to Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, it's never been something that's been interested to me. Like, really not too interesting to me, though. But yeah. I'm more interested in seeing what's going to be going on the exact Pokemon day itself to see if there's any other announcements besides potentially a new Mystery Dungeon game. Yeah. Because if the announcement for DLC for Scarlet and Violet gets announced there, that'd be nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not this moment Monday, but the following Monday. Yeah, there's been that rumor that there's going to be a four-part DLC, so that could be awesome. Hopefully, this, the first three parts aren't bullshit, though. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're going to give you the hub to, to Splatoon 1 Ecopolis. That's <laughs> DLC pack number one. Um, still can't believe that. That's the thing. Um, Liza P is coming in August. Uh, there's actually been a cool, like, uh, IGN's had this cool, like, fan fest thing going on this weekend yeah. where they're showing off a bunch of gameplay, a bunch of develop, like developer interviews. Uh, we've seen like some WrestleQuest gameplay. Um, Liza Peak uh, got some got, got a new trailer. Uh, Redfall was there. Uh, AEW Fight Forever had some more gameplay. A bunch of a lot of cool games getting shown off here. Uh, but they had a new trailer for Liza P. That's that Pinocchio game that looks like Bloodborne. Um, uh, that's coming. That, that's coming to Game Pass. It's got a release release window now of August. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's kind of all the news we got this week. Gables. Uh, let's yeah. get to what we've been playing, buddy. Why don't we start sure. with you? What have you been playing? All right. So basically, because of the work week and stuff, I've been playing a little bit of stuff. But uh, I've been mostly decided to play a bit of like handheld stuff on my Switch. So I decided to turn on the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance app and stuff, and see what I can go through and play some more. So Wireland 3, that's the game that I loved on the Game Boy Color. Started playing a little bit through it, you know. I'm I feel like I'm near halfway through the game already. I'm memorized. I'm remembering a bunch of different things I used to do as a kid to get past certain parts and stuff, and it's it's really fun. I mean, obviously the pacing of the game is pretty like straightforward. You're going through collecting treasures from each little bit of levels and stuff, 
But like in certain other games and stuff, you get to go back to the same levels in order to try to unlock other types of like uh, keys or artifacts or even like specific moves that Wario can learn throughout the different game and stuff. It's quite essentially kind of like a plat, like like a Mario version of like a Metroidvania in some aspects, because it's like you get to go back to certain levels with like new power ups or new weapons or new type of things like added on to it and stuff and like uh, you get to clear out you get to solve that specific puzzle for that level and then move on to the next one and the whole key aspect of it is to collect these six music boxes in order to present to this one mysterious figure you got to reveal the identity to and stuff so you can get out of the music box but uh i it's one of those games it's classic i remember playing this game for such a long time back when i was a kid but uh yeah i'm just revisiting that and stuff still halfway through that but i did end up beating a game for the game boy advance and that was the one that uh, i know you don't really say too well and that that kuru kuru kururin that game kuru 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 just fucking talk <laughs> <laughs> so kuru kuru kururin is one of those it's it's an interesting game right so where it's like you control this device and stuff to where you're moving the platforms and stuff. And you got to uh, navigate around these different obstacles, these obstacle courses in order to get to the check to the final end goal and stuff. It starts out fairly easy where you get to like wrap around specific corridors and stuff like that until finally you meet the goal and stuff. And the whole goal aspect of this game is trying to save your siblings and stuff from uh, either being lost or being captured and stuff from other different type of worlds. I think there's like about 10 worlds, roughly nine or 10 worlds in all, but they're separated into like three different stages. So each of them have their own different types of navigational style, like different types of patterns, different type of gimmicks and stuff. So the easy, so the first couple of worlds and stuff are easy. And then they all of a sudden they proceed to like the medium type of stuff. And then once you get towards like uh, world six on, it becomes incredibly like more difficult in terms of navigation because not only are you having to try to wrap around different objects you got to go through the timing by holding down like uh the a button and stuff so you can move quicker or you have to somehow bounce your your machines like panel and stuff like that off of springs to go the opposite direction and try to navigate around specific other ways it got to a point to where it's like i started i started ended up like uh i started with not having any hits in the beginning parts of the levels and then towards the end of them i stopped i started to ignore them because i wanted to navigate and go through the different puzzles like i wanted to just complete the stages so finally when i got to the last couple of portions of it yeah i was honestly satisfied with the last level because the last couple of levels were actually fairly easier for me because at that point i had memorized oh okay if i bounce off this one spring i can go through this angle or if I bounce off the other spring, I can get to another angle and like try to do better in regards to speeding through to the end goal on that one. And all in all and stuff, it's it's just basically the whole premise of it is like you are a bird that's called like Kururin, who controls this vehicle and stuff and tries to save your siblings and stuff from all these various other like happenings and stuff in these different levels and 
after the third, like right when you get to the third level, you have to save them. You can actually save them on the game, on the map or stuff like that in the middle of the obstacle course. And then you have to navigate and stuff and complete that in order to, you know, save them. It's kind of funny after each time you save the little siblings and stuff like that, it just cuts away to like a little cutscene and stuff to where you have this wreath or some shape, like a heart. And all of a sudden you have the little, little like siblings and stuff like that pop in and stuff. So that's how many worlds you can keep track of from that aspect. But I feel like the gameplay is pretty fun. It's a, it's a fun distraction in terms of a puzzle game. It can get difficult at uh, the later levels, but also it can be difficult if you're trying to go and try to complete it super fast in terms of like a speed run or whatsoever. But uh, the precision, yeah, you have to be pretty precise in regards to getting like navigating throughout some of the puzzles. I was finding it some... I found that some parts of it were pretty easy, but in regards to figuring out until late in the game that I could actually hold down the A button and just zoom past certain aspects of it, I'm like, yeah, I could have. Yeah, that definitely would have helped me out a lot. But, uh, oh boy. Other than that, though, I've only downloaded the combat demo for Like a Dragon Ishin. It's, yeah. Yeah, man, it's like, it's been fairly light this week in regards to my gameplay stuff. Got a lot of things going on at work, got a lot of things and stuff, so I haven't really gotten as much gaming in as I really wanted to. But uh, that's it for me. But Tyler, what have you been playing? Um, So I've been playing a couple things here. Uh, I was hoping to have uh, Double Enemy beaten this week, but it's one of those games I want to play like when it's dark out. Uh, it's the super massive people, the Until Dawn uh, yeah. devs. Um, you know, This is their fourth installment of the, Death, uh, the Dark Anthology Pictures. Um, and you know, I, I talk about the first two, Man and Dan, little, ho- a little hope, a little hope. Um, yes, sounds right. A little uh, hope or something. We're fine. They're like six sevens. Um, and like House of Ashes was was really good. I thought it was like an eight. The quarry was like a nine. Um, yes. I feel like they've been getting better and better. Um, over the over the last uh few years after Until Dawn being like, you know, like on grading on a curve with their scale until dawn's a 10 out of 10 for them um and i, I was looking, i, I talked about going into devil enemy uh it came out november 18th same day as pokemon and i remember mm-hmm. going into it i'm like i was i said i was concerned about this game because typically these games like dark picture bit dark picture anthologies always come out second half of october because it's a horror game and you know, obviously want to come out around that halloween time this game coming out in mid late November uh, was concerned me, and then the game came out, and kind of a lot of the stuff out there was the game just wasn't running super well, especially in co-op, but a lot of technical issues. Uh, so I'm like, well, I'm gonna wait then. Obviously, there was a, enough games to like tie me over, really. So I never got around to it during 2022. Um, but finally started playing it on probably about four hours in. These games aren't super duper long they're like five six hours they're not they're full price games i think they're like i think it's it was 40 or 50 bucks i think this game was um so not, you know whatever good price game uh like even like the quarry was 70 bucks but i think that was like 10 hours so uh but yeah I, I, you know, every every game's got a different theme um you know man or dan you're like on a ghost ship uh little hope you're in like this haunted town uh house of ashes you're like in this underground like uh, mining area that I don't want to spoil that one for people that are interested, but uh, this one you're actually it takes it's like H.H. Uh, Holmes who is like 
in real life, he was like called like the first American serial killer. Um, where like he killed like I think it was like he was he was he's been tied to like two hundred murders. Uh, and like oh. I believe it was the late eighteen hundreds. Um, this happened. Uh, but like he was um caught in Chicago and like he would like he ran these hotels that like had like trap doors or like hidden like hallways that he would he would wander around so he can like quickly get through uh the hotels and like he can like or they had two way mirrors so he can like watch the people um in like these little secret hallways or he had like he can actually like change like he can kind of trap people and like he like he was right. big on like you know you know torture and murder he's a terrible person um and so like that's kind of like what they're going for here where like the big thing going into it was like kind of stuff we saw it's like oh it's like saw like they're doing like they're doing that like no it's actually Asia Jones, which I guess is like correlated a little bit, but um, interesting. So like kind of a, the story is like you have uh, Charlie, Mark, Aaron, Kate, Jamie. It plays five people, um, and you guys are like you you're like making a TV show about H.H. Holmes, and you're but you're like a struggling production company. Uh, it's run by run by Charlie. Uh, then like Aaron is like his assistant. Uh, Jamie is like the crew, like she sets the stuff up. Uh, Mark is like the guy that does, runs the camera, and then Katie's like the on-screen, like the host of the show. And they're like putting this show together about H.H. Holmes. It's not coming very well together very well. Uh, like they're like the, the company is about to get shut down because they can't. They're not making any money. Uh, they're about to get evicted from their studio. And this guy, they get a phone call, and this guy's like, "Hey, I I actually own." a property of one of like H.H. Holmes, like another a property he used to run and you go there and sets up shit, shit happens. And now here we are in the thick of it. I'm, I'm not done with the game yet. Uh, I've lost one person. I lost Charlie, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like, it's really cool. Like I love these style of games. Like I'm a huge fan of these games. Even when like the bottom, even the bad ones, like little hope, not little hope was, was fine, but like man, Dan was kind of bad, but I still enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I, I like the, they give like the kind of the stress it gives you, like the fun stress of like a fun, corny horror movie. These games have definitely uh, there's a there's there's a style to them, there's a pattern to them. Um, but I know that I still like them for that. Like the biggest issue I have with these games really always is is like it always takes a bit to get going. It's like a horror, like you know, like any like regular horror game or horror movie that you play or a play when you watch. Where like there's always like the first like there's a there's a part where like you get like there's these random characters you get introduced to that are not important to the story. Uh, but like they get killed off immediately by the, the, whoever the main, uh, antagonist is. Right. And then cuts to you being introduced to the actual main cast, um, set up, like introduce, uh, understand the characters of, this, of them, go to the area, the real shit goes down. And then the last like two thirds of the, of the movie is like, where all the shit goes down. Uh, that's kind of the same issue here, but like not issue, but same thing here. But like it's kind of like it takes like it takes like a good like 90 minutes for shit to get started two hours get going in these games because there's so much setup um so it's kind of like it's not like it's not boring but it's definitely where like all right i just want like shit to get going here uh because you know but there's so much character development you gotta understand the world you're in understand the characters you got going here and this one like the characters aren't fantastic they're not great but like i don't know i don't expect great characters from these but like also i'm like I've never been less intrigued by the characters in this. In the right. Game. I don't say never let like, man, those Mamadan characters were pretty awful. Uh, but, um, 
I, I really like this game. I like the, I like the what we're in with like the little traps with like, you know the the H H home style. Like I'm intrigued by like all that. I love, you know like the 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 the, the feelings that these games give me. I love a lot. I really like this game. I don't know if I'm gonna put like as of right now. I don't know if I'm gonna put it above like House of Ashes. I don't think I will. I still would say like Until Dawn is the is like number one, the quarry number two, House of Ashes is still number three, and this is it's fighting for three. I would say. Um, but like, I really, I, I love these style of games. Like this is definitely a very good one. Um, and like they just announced, they actually just this week put a, an update out, uh, where you get a friend pass. So kind of like it takes when we play, it takes two gables uh-huh. or uh, a way out where like, um, you, if one person has to, only one person has to buy the game and then you can play right. online with another friend and they don't have uh-huh. to own the game. You can like give them a, a pass and then they can play the game with you. Um, uh-huh. which is really cool. Um, I, I, cause like that's, this game until dawn really blew up because it's because twitch and these games are really popular on twitch um i was like watching the, uh, easy allies play these games they always do like a a pj party thing when they play the one the game in all one sitting they all get together and play it <laughs> and i always enjoy watching those and it's always kind of cool to see like highlights and stuff like other people playing it. and like um they're kind of like they're really going into that direction which is like, a smart move to do um this front pass thing is, is a really smart move where like you could play online and play uh, couch co-op with anybody. Uh, this game, yeah, like I really like these games, uh, and I've been seeing it on sale a lot for like 20, 30 bucks. Uh, sometimes like Gamefly, I think I have like eighteen. So if you are a fan that's you know that liked the Quarry or liked um, Until Dawn, and you're kind of jonesing for another one of those games, like this is definitely a pickup. Like that, I think they've been nailing it, and like uh, I'm a little concerned about if they can keep the formula going because. Obviously, when they announced the plan of putting out one a year, that was before COVID hit mm-hmm. and delayed everything. Uh, and then, obviously, with Devil and Me getting delayed to you know mid-November uh, and taking a little bit to actually finally being like, no, it wasn't a buggy mess, but definitely a lot of bugs. But I'm curious if they were they able to keep this going. Uh, I hope they can, because they because I really like these games and it's, it's cool to have uh, these games to go back to you know every year. So and last year getting two. In one year was a nice surprise. Uh, and the other game I'm playing, this uh, officially came out Friday, but uh, people weren't talking about. This game was available on EA Play, or if you have Game Pass, uh, Gables, what we call Game Pass? Um, one of the best fields in gaming. You're not not the one, not one of. What <laughs> is this one of? Gables, what is Game Pass? Uh, the best deal in gaming. You're goddamn right. Don't fucking fuck with me <laughs> trying to think oh i could sneak in this one of no it is the best deal in the game. i almost did too you did i i, I oof, boy uh you sly son of a bitch um but um yeah so if you have game pass or you have ea play uh you can like a lot of games that come out like four or five days in advance and you can play it for 10 hours uh without buying the game so with wild hearts uh you can play the first chapter um you can play that with the first zone of the game uh, you can't go into to zone two, but you can play in there for 10 hours without buying the game. Uh, so wild hearts is made by the mega force people that made, uh, dynasty warriors. Um, so it's like the team ninja people. This is a, also EA original, uh, game. So EA published it. It is very much their own like monster hunter game. Uh, and I've talked about like for a while now, like I, the only real, uh, history I have with monster hunter is, I played the 3DS demo they put out like a long time ago. And like the thing I've always heard about like the monster games is like, they're kind of like clunky and like people love them, 
but like the way they run is always kind of clunky and they just make a lot of weird like monster in the world's like a great game but like yes. the online part of it and just the way a lot of it runs is like they just kind of make it unnecessarily difficult for themselves um and i'm like okay so but then wild heart everything i was seeing from that everything i was hearing about that people like some preview events was like they kind of like it's like a more streamlined uh monster Hunter game and i put about four hours into it uh you could like to beat the, the first chapter it probably takes you about three hours but i like i fucked around quite a bit um also about playing this but uh i really like this game gables uh yeah. i'm stunned to say yeah, uh I was actually like fully on board of like I was playing I played it all on Wednesday because um, I was off and I I just sat them like oh, I'm gonna just play for like an hour or so and then I ended up just like uh, pretty much over the course of like one sitting played through the first chapter uh, but um yeah like I so kind of the big thing here is like uh, yeah they have a lot of things you know about they have like a, if you're a monster Hunter fan they have a lot of the weapons that you would know like the bow and arrow they have the hammer uh, the katana. Um, some of the cool things to add, you know, when you're obviously hunting monsters, some of the cool things to add though is like, um, I can't remember what it's called, but basically like you have like these powers. It's almost kind of feels like, uh, it's a weird Fortnite breath of the wild situation where like breath okay. of the wild starts off. They just give you like, Hey, you have this power. Boom. Here you go. Make it your own thing. Uh, but it also has like, but like, it's like, if like you're building, so it has like Fortnite stuff where like you can like, so you're like, you're fighting the monsters and you can like build like blocks. Uh, and you can like, and you can build enough where it makes like a wall, and when like right. the enemy's charging at you, it can actually like stun them. And you can go and do a fuck ton of damage, or you can like do it, and you can leap off of it, and like do this big like giant like ground pound like attack, and it'll do a bunch of damage as well. Um, there are also some other abilities you can get, like you can you get like a, it's kind of like a death stranding to it as well, where you can like build. Mm. Um, so like the, what is it called? Like where you can uh grapple you can like grapple down to like an area oh, yeah that's right uh you can put like grapples down and like okay well, i want to get down there so i can just grapple and just shoot and like you can build these throughout the map and they stick around uh you, can, you have campfires as well you can use for fast travel but um it just adds all the elements where like you can like it makes it so much easier to get around the areas um but also like when you're in the fights with the monsters where it's like i have those blocks i can put down to like build the wall or put the block down to like i could jump off of to do like a, a, a big major attack or like if I want to get to like, you can like build, put down a spring, um, and you can like jump off of that, and it'll like kind of launch you towards them, almost like, and like you can get to them faster or do a quick attack that way as well. Um, but yeah, I'm just having, like the the way it runs is really is like, well, the way it runs it, as far as like, technically has some issues, but I like the way like the gameplay is like or it kind of like, it's all the buttons you expect like X does this right. tech, Y does this tech like. There's no like different for different sake where it's like it is what I wanted it to be where like I understand like all the button prompts like it's quick to like every like doing all these different things um, works out. There's like there's a lot of systems in the game though that can like feel a little overwhelming where like it does have like you can cook uh, and you can like you like not only can you cook and like make recipes but also like you can dry out meat and if you dry them out you'll they'll 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 actually be better. Um, you like, you have like, you can just put a camp down and build like a little, um, area for you can like actually upgrade your equipment. Um, but yeah, like I really like this game. Like I was, like I said, I was going to like 
because you have you know if you have EA Play or Game Pass or whatever you can get you get ten percent off too. So it was like sixty two bucks. I'm like fuck yeah. Like I fully I was like all right cool. I'm gonna buy this game. So but I started watching some like YouTube videos about this game. So like for strategy because I was like I feel like there's a lot going on here and I'm missing some stuff. I want to understand this a little better. Like smart things to do. You know I don't want to waste a bunch of stuff like a bunch of my uh, gear or whatever on things I'm not gonna need later. And then I was reading and some of the stuff I was seeing here I was like this game was like sixty hours. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, I'm like, well, then maybe I won't buy this game right now because, uh, you know, I'm looking at like the next um, few months here. It's pretty packed. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like I like this game a lot. But it's like I look at like, you know, like Atomic Heart coming out next week. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like that's going to take, you know, that's that's taking. Uh, I don't know. It's more important. President. Than me. President. Thank you over wild heart like i really like this game uh it does like it has some frame rate issues especially when you're fighting the like the monsters um but yeah i'm just like man like you got like a little buddy with you it's kind of like, you know kind of like in the in monster hunter you have like the little cat uh mm-hmm. it, they they are not shying away from the fact that monster hunter is their uh what they are trying to go for here but i feel like they streamlined a lot of things uh where like it just it's easy to pick up it looks like it feels like so far like it's an easy pickup game, maybe a tough to master style game, but uh, yeah, I'm I man I had a blast with it and it's like man I've I I'm like still like I got that urge I want to go back and play it but it's just like fuck, uh, <laughs> if like if if it came out like, you know, when there was nothing else going on like you would be like okay I'm buying this game for sure like but I feel like if this game if I bought this game now and really got into it, um, with all the other stuff going on, it'd be one of those games where like. I'll play for like 10, 15, 20 hours and then just kind of fall off on and never go back to. And I don't want that to happen. So like maybe in July, <laughs> nothing is going on <laughs> and I go back to this game. Maybe, Hey, I can get it on sale too. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I really, really like this game. Uh, and like I am personally, like I said, I don't, I've never played monster games. I was never looking because I played the demo, but there's never been like a me game, but uh, this game so far uh, I am liking a lot. So yeah, like I said, if you have game pass, uh, it is on it is cross gen too. So if uh, if you have Game Pass or EA Play, uh, you have zero reason not to play this game. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm playing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but Gables, uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this this week. Um, thank you guys so much for watching, listening, whatever. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, you know, if if you're still here, uh, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, if you're on YouTube, like I said, hit that like button. You know, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment. Uh, if you're you know or your audio listener, hey, do the same thing. Uh, like, follow, subscribe. You'll look down in the description down below. You can see the links to all of our socials, our YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that fun stuff, Extra Life, all that. So we really, 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 really would appreciate it if you go check us out in those places. Uh, but I was your host. I was Alan. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.